The Daily Tap is live for Friday. We will do Should You Bet on the Packers and Badgers Volume 2, breaking down Packers-Bears, talking about the abysmal New Mexico State team that is facing the Wisconsin Badgers as well. Uh, We'll cover that. We'll also preview the Brewers and the Yankees, and then a little celebratory Chuck's Corner. Your boy is a homeowner and a little stressed about it, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Before we get going, uh, you know where to find us on social media, tapping the keg on Twitter, tapping the keg sports on Instagram and TikTok. I gotta be honest, it's gonna be a tough weekend for content, just given that I will be moving my dick off. I do not know what the expectations will be. I am hopeful that I will be able to get away. I guess we're going to Bergen Saturday night, which is nice. And then Sunday, I guess I just hope that I won't be doing too much work. Like if I can get like, settled in 3.30 slate. I also might bargain with my wife and say, the 3.30 slate absolutely sucks before the Packer game. Can I do that? Work during that time shift and then, you know, transfer out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, It's going to be something else, but uh, look forward to all of that. And hopefully you guys are still going to follow along. Also, uh, make sure that you're rating and reviewing. Um, We have, you need a little more reviews, okay? Like, if you really want to help the show, like, if you really want to, like, put an effort towards the show, you just drop us a review, okay? Like, that is simple. Send me what the review, uh, you just, I'll repost it, like, tag us on Instagram. Like, that would be great. Like, we'd appreciate that. I think we're going to have some giveaway stuff coming. Um, it might be on Twitter, so pay attention to that, tapping the keg sports, or tapping the keg there, um, because, yeah. I just have, a, I think I have a lot of memorabilia and I might have too much memorabilia. So I'd be happy to give it away to uh, Brewer fans or Packer fans or Bucks fans. So we'll see what I'll have available. Um, we'll see what works in my basement and see what doesn't. Uh, but let's uh, waste no more time. Let's talk Packers, Bears, and then we'll talk about Wisconsin and New Mexico State. The rivalry renewed between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears this weekend in Lambeau Field, it is the opening game for the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. It is very similar to last year. The Packers opening up against a bad team in the Bears at home, just like they opened up against the Lions. It was on Monday night last year. It is on Sunday night this time. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth on the call. The Packers are now up to a 10-point favorite. The money line is 525, which none of you would take. And the over-under is a 41 Interesting. Very interesting there. That is a very low over-under total in general. But I, I understand it, right? Bears offense is abysmal. Packers offense look terrible. But I, a part of me wonders if the Packers could get 35 on their own and the Bears could easily push seven. So we'll talk over-under here in a second. But obviously want to start with the spread. Want to start with different things we could do. Is this something where I would hammer 10 points for the Green Bay Packers? No. I don't. I think you'd be weary of that 10 points. I think you should look into stuff that's maybe a little more exotic because 10 points is a lot. And there are a few games like that out there. The Denver Broncos are favored by 10, which I actually kind of like. The Buffalo Bills are favored by 10. The Los Angeles Rams, I think, are favored by 10 and a half. So like, there's a lot of large lines here. And I will tell you, there will be one or two teams that doesn't cover and there'll be one or two teams that might lose the game outright. And a big, big time fucking underdog might actually hit, but I'm not probably 
ballsy enough to lay any of those down. But still, I think the Packers minus 10 is worth a bet. I don't think it's going to hurt you if it's part of your regular bankroll. You can add it to your card. I don't. I just don't think it's one where you dump the safe out. Like I, I don't think it's you put the mortgage on it. Like none of that. Like I, I just think it's a normal ass bet. And I think sometimes we have to normalize that. Like I think everybody wants to talk about their mortal locks. Everyone's talk about their big plays. And I love this. I love that. Like I just think the Packers minus ten is a fine play. And, and also too, like if you feel like you have something a better side on that. I don't think it's one you have to force. If you're just like, all right, I don't want to play that, I get it. I totally understand it. If you want to get crazy, because Garrett Cole is pitching for the New York Yankees against the Brewers, against Jason Alexander, he's going to probably be a 400, 300 favorite, and I'm not going to advise you to bet on Garrett Cole. What I actually advise you is betting on Jason Alexander, either the run line or the money line. You're probably going to get plus one, plus 150 on the run line and maybe plus. 280, 300 on the money line plus the Packers money line. You're actually going to get a pretty nice result there if you wanted to get kind of freaky with it. And that's kind of where I think this is going. Like I, I think there's other stuff you can do that goes beyond the 10 points. Um, so let's dive into that. Number one is you could easily do a seven point tease. That is right there for you. I think we talked about teases last time, but in case we didn't, teases are basically where you take the number down. So you could put the Packers down to three. You could put the Broncos down to three. If you want to put the Bills down to three, I don't hate it. I hate carrying it over to Monday night. I actually kind of like the Titans in that game. I think that is a way big overreaction line. To me, that's the biggest overreaction line of the entire slate. I know there's going to be weather and Trey Lance, whatever. I just think that also the 49ers, you could put the 49ers in that tease. You could put the Bengals in that tease. Along with the Broncos. like I think the Broncos are a great bet this week. I I like the Texans a little bit more than other people, but the Broncos record at home in September is fucking crazy. They do so well there. I think they are going to thrive. I think that is a great like bounce back spot for the Texans. But yeah, that's, an, I mean, you could put the Browns in a tease, but are you really going to want to do that with Jacoby Brissett? The Steelers, you could bump that up to nine, which is kind of interesting, right? The Steelers are two-point dogs at home against a bad Patriots team, in my opinion. Uh, the Jaguars, I, I don't think the Jaguars are losing by 10.5 points to the Colts on at home. Uh, it's back-to-back road games for the Colts to start the year. I actually really, I kind of like the Jaguars there in a sneaky spot. So like, there are areas of opportunity. Saints is another one, two and a half point dogs at home against the Buccaneers team they've owned. You bump that Saints up to nine and a half. Again, I kind of like that. So there are areas of opportunities to have so many obvious teases here. The Packers have to be a part. Packers Broncos tease, you could do just straight up. You get even money on that. But you add the third team, it goes up to about plus 150. And that's where you can kind of make a little bit of money. So that's where I would look at it. And I would say, all right, you you have to consider, you know, one of these options. And it basically is what's what's your favorite one. I think for me, if I had to, if I had to say, actually, you know what it is? It's none of the ones I mentioned. It's the Washington Commanders. So I'm, I'm, I was kind of down on the Commanders. Saw what they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I was like, you know what? They're a little better than I thought they were. They're one and a half point dogs against the Detroit Lions. You'd bump the Commanders up to eight and a half, which means that the Lions would have to win by two scores. Lions have not been favored 
in 24 games, I believe it is. A Commanders, Broncos, Packers tease sounds great. But I, like I said, there are a hundred ways to, ski, to skin this cat. One thing you should not do, I am advising you this. I, I think Warren Sharp is, goes a little over the top on social media. I'm not a huge fan of his. He had a Herbert thing that was stinky. But like, ah, do not anchor your bets. Do not say, all right, I'm going to take the Packers, the Broncos, and the Saints. And then another one, I'm going to take the Packers, Browns, and and a Bronco. What did I say? Packers, Broncos, Browns. The Bs confuse me there. Uh, I'm going to, and this is another B one Bengals, Browns, Packers. Like, do not tie things together because you could get fucked that way. Like, one thing can ruin that. And then it ruins three bets versus if you spread it out, like, you can actually be pretty successful. There's a lot of opportunity for teases this week. I th- I'd probably, usually I try to have like one tease, one parlay. I will probably have multiple teases this week. It's hard not to. Um, there's just, I see a lot of opportunity um, on the board. So we'll see see what I net out with. But yeah, that's one thing you could do. If you wanted to take the over or the under down, you tease that down seven points. Um, I think Packers, so take the Packers down to three and then you take it up to either 48 or you take it down to 34. I think even taking it down to 34, like, are you, is it really going to be that low scoring? I guess if the weather's bad, I know there's rain in the forecast, maybe. But I, I am hard-pressed to think that they're not going to score more than 34 points in this football game. So I think there are some opportunities there. Uh, if you like the first quarter stuff, I am I waver on first quarter bets. My guy Murph loves first quarter bets. I am very like every now and again I'm I'm into it. Um, it it has to be the right kind of moment where it's like okay this makes sense. There is a a reason why this team would come out with with fury and passion. I don't know if we have a first quarter line here. I'm weirdly on Bovada because um, they do team totals and I know bet online can be a little slow. I saw that we do not have interesting. We do not have a first quarter line for the Bears Packers. I will say. The first half line is six and a half. It's a Green Bay Packers, so it'll probably be three and a half. If it's three and a half, do not play that. I think that's just a bad bet. I, I I just think if it's three, then you're at least covered. If it's a field goal, you push. Three and a half, you have to get a touchdown or a, t- or a field goal in safety. Don't risk that. Just don't don't do that shit. First quarter goes by. Quarters go by quicker than you think. Like I know it. Sometimes they seem like slogs, but it's only slogs when. Refs get involved when reviews happen, even when scoring happens, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I think to round it out, to, to put this baby to bed, how I would rank the Packer bets, this is the order. Number one, uh, three-team tees with the Broncos and then pick your favorite option, which there's a lot that's available. So that to me is number one. I'd say number two is the spread itself at minus 10. Number three, third, first quarter, with the disclaimer, it has to be under three. If it's or it has to be three or under. If it's not, if it's three and a half, we wipe that off. And then number four, I would say the over. Like I said, forty-one points seems a little bit like an overreaction to what happened with the Packers last week. I think there are going to be more points scored. Remember, these two teams scored a ton in the pack in the game at Lambeau Field. I think. They score. They I think they they might have gotten to the fifties. Let me look that up. We'll get it on that right now. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, 
way over, 45 to 30. I remember, actually, I don't usually live bet a lot, but the Packers were down early in that game, and I live bet the Packers. I think I actually live bet the over in that game uh, because they were still like taking money in because the first game was 24 to 14. So that actually would go under the 41 number. Uh, but yeah, it, it, the last two games in Lambeau have been crazy high from a scoring perspective. 41 to 25, 45 to 30. For whatever reason, the Packers and Bears seem to play up-tempo games at Lambeau Field. I, I don't exactly understand it. Um, you can't say it the same in 2019. It was 21 to 13. Uh, so there, there, I wouldn't say that it's every year, but it at least has been similarly of a trend. We will see if the Chicago Bears put up some sort of fight. Um, I know that Jim the Bear in Brookfield at the Brookfield Zoo died this week. R.I.P. Jim. Um, that does not make me feel good. I, I will say that counteracts Tervis Gibson guaranteeing a victory, the defensive end for the Bears. Um, it's kind of like it's a wash now because you do have the guarantee, so you have the bulletin board material, but you also have Jim the Bear that died. And it's not necessarily a dead mascot game, which if you're familiar with that um, in college football, if, if they lose a mascot during the season, you have to bet that team. Just, it's no-brainer. Like, you just can't, can't they, they do it, man. They rally. Or to this week's a great example. Like, Old Dominion's dog, Hudson, who's, like, going to be training to be a service dog, is not allowed on the field at Virginia. You have to bet Old Dominion. That's just that's just it. Like you have to bet Old Dominion. It's it's actually a good bet, but you have to take Old Dominion. You probably gotta take the money line. Like justice for Hudson, man. Like that's that's really what we're we're leaning towards. So yes, uh, they will be part of my money line sprinkles that I'll have on uh, on the college football slate. Speaking of which, we have a brutal college football game for Wisconsin. I, I can't imagine what Michigan fans are going through. I know Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports took a lot of heat for saying that like Michigan's playing such a cupcake schedule and you know there how do we know how good Michigan is? He's absolutely right. Like he he is. I, I know Michigan's dominated in those games, but like Colorado State's awful. Uh, they just blew the doors off Hawaii. They get UConn this week, so Wisconsin does get one of those cupcakes. They get to get fat on New Mexico State. They got fat on Illinois State. This is a preparation game for Ohio State, which is next week, and we'll talk a lot about that. Now, if you remember, I had said beginning of the year, I was like, all right, these first three games are really important to dial it in and get ready for Ohio State. I would say that there are certain parts that I think are ready for Ohio State, and there are certain parts that are not. And I know that that sounds very cliche. It sounds very John Madden-ish, but it's true, right? I think Graham Mertz is ready for Ohio State. I really do. I think Graham Mertz has taken a small step forward. I will not say a big step until I see it in the Big Ten. Once I see it in the Big Ten, I will say, yeah, Graham Mertz is making himself out to be a legitimate NFL prospect. But we're not there yet. And that's a, that statement right there is a very much an overreaction. And I, I get that. So yes, Graham Mertz, I feel like, has taken a step forward. I do not think the offensive line is taking a step forward. I think the play calling has not taken a step forward. I think the secondary has not been tested in the way that Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jibba will test them. And I think Ohio State has has wide receivers that are the best in football. And that will be very tough for a young Wisconsin secondary. And a Wisconsin secondary that might not be able to keep up. 
So we'll just have to see. Um, and I think when it comes to this game, the Badgers are favored by 37.5. The over-under is actually 46, which is interesting. Uh, that that almost means... It's like a weird over-under. It's like they expect the Badgers to score more than 37 points. Uh, the total team over is 41. Uh, the total team under for New Mexico State is 3.5. Mexico State cannot throw the football. Uh, they have only completed 42% of their passes this season. Uh, Jerry Kill is running this methodical offense. There is basically, these guys are maybe not even D- D1 AA or FCS uh, for the cool kids. Like, they, they aren't good. Like, this is a game where I'll still keep an eye on it because I got to do a review and I got to, you know, pay the bills, if you will. But at the same time, I do not expect a lot of people to care about this because this is my, merely a tune-up. Get healthy. I would not touch that spread for the life of me. Uh, I think that the Badgers could easily clear it. I think they could win 38 to nothing like they did against Illinois State. But I still just won't fuck around with a 37-point spread. And usually my rule is anything under like 35, that's usually where I'll take it. Like that's about... That's my limit. Like Akron was a 34, four and a half point dog against Michigan State last weekend. I took that and well, and then it worked out. Um, but you know, a lot of betting didn't. I think a lot of people got killed last week. I'm still trying to refine what I want to do for college football. Uh, it's, a, it's a work in progress. There's just a lot going on, which we can talk about here in a second. But the team total under for New Mexico State is three and a half. Um, if you want to make a bet on this, that to me is the bet you make. I don't think New Mexico State's scoring more than three points. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they do. Um, it would have to be like a turnover, or it'd have to be a situation like maybe a block punt. Um, something crazy like that would get New Mexico State past that three point threshold. Um, so I feel pretty good about that, but I'm not going to recommend it. I really am. I'm really not because here's the thing. As I mentioned, with the you know, it doesn't always have to be this full sell job. If I worked for a casino, if I worked for a gambling company, like let's just say I was part of DraftKings because they have a sports book here now in Wisconsin. They don't, by the way. But if they did, I would then be like, yeah, I'd be very I'd be very adamant about it. That's why sometimes they get annoyed with like Action Network. And I know there's a lot of great people who work there and I respect them, but I, I think sometimes they force it for content. And it's like, I only you need it. And, and Barstool, I think, does that too. I'm, you know, I'm a huge Barstool fan. But I, I think there's a little bit too much of like, let's force it for content versus do we really believe in it? So I, I don't believe that much in what anything of Wisconsin, New Mexico State. I will say take the total team under at three and a half. If you need to place a bet, I think that to me is the one that makes the most sense. Um, so that, that would be my bet. So ranking this one, I think it's total team under for New Mexico State. I would say it's... I would probably still go under for New Mexico State at 46. And then I would I would put way down there, the 37-point spread. I don't even think like first half is worth your time. I, I think you could get yourself in the trouble there. Don't have that lineup, but I don't think it's worth the time of day or talking about it. To highlight some of the other interesting games I get from the week uh, for NFL, I actually really, I think the game, I said this to Mitch yesterday, so I'm sorry for repeating, but... Vikings Eagles to me like stands out. Like I feel like Vikings Eagles is the game I'm most curious on. I'm curious to see are the Eagles really that bad defensively? Are the Vikings really this good? Are the Vikings a contender? Like some believe they are. 
Um, so that to me is the one that I have the most eyeballs on besides Packers. Buccaneer Saints I find interesting. I think it's a good quote-unquote scout for for us as the as the Packers play Tampa Bay next week. So that little bit of self-scout action. I don't know if that one, we're getting that one. I'm typing into the 506, which was down uh, all last on Sunday. It was crazy. I was trying to figure out what games we were getting. It was awful. Okay, we have the coverage maps. Good news. No fear. Uh, We are going to get, for the CBS early game, New England-Pittsburgh. I have no idea why Miami-Baltimore isn't the featured noon start. Like, we should be getting Miami-Pittsburgh. That should be the game. It's, it's only being shown in very few areas. What a joke. Um, so we're not going to get that one. That's okay. Obviously, then our late game is Cincinnati-Dallas with Nance and Roma on the call. For the Fox single, yes, we will get Tampa Bay-New Orleans. Uh, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson on that call. A little awkward for Olson as he will be talking about his the guy replacing him, Tom Brady. I'll also be interested to see how they cover Brady in that because he's technically a co-worker. Uh, so that'll be an interesting approach to say the least. And then, yeah, the one game not a lot of people will have on their radar is the Seattle-San Francisco. Actually, Seattle-San Francisco, there's a lot. LA, LA Atlanta is the one where it's very, very sparse of who gets those games. So not a bad slate, um, but not, I would say, the, the fact that Dallas has no Dak really puts a damper in this in this week two slate. Um, and then you have Bears-Packers, which could be a blowout too. So never know. Um, I think the noon slate is going to be far more fun than the 325 slate. Hence why I'm going to try to figure out a way that I can be home for that one or at least be a little more dialed in. We'll see. And then for college football, another, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weak weekend. Like that's why I decided to go to the Brewer game because I was like, okay, um, it's going to, the 230 games will go down to the wire. Maybe we'll have a crazy finish with BYU Oregon. Um, I'll probably have to do the Badger review somewhere in, in Miller Park, which is fine. Uh, but like, I'll figure that out. And there, there, I mean, there are a couple, like BYU Oregon's one. Uh, I do have some interest in Michigan State, Washington. I like Washington that one. Anytime that you have a ranked opponent going into a place and they are not favored, that is usually a warning sign. That is usually a sign to go the other way. Uh, we saw it. Texas Tech didn't cover, um, but they covered the money line. And that was a dumb, by the way, dumb play by me. I can't believe I didn't put that down, pull that down to three. I had Texas Tech. Had him by four. I should have known better to pull that all the way down to three, just considering the game. And I might do the same with Washington because it's definitely one that I, I look at and I'm like, all right, there you go. I tech, Miami Texas A&M. Miami's not showing up in these games, um, so I'll be curious. That also I'll be able to watch. So that was kind of part of that decision-making process as well. Um, i trying to think other. Uh, Georgia, South Carolina uh, could get frisky. Mississippi State, LSU doesn't do a ton for me, honestly. Penn State, Auburn, I think could just be dumb. Like I could just see that being just such a dumb football game where everyone's tweeting about it. It's like 20 to 17 going down the wire. I actually like Auburn in that. Uh, Penn State, Sean Clifford. Anytime I get a chance to bet against Sean Clifford in a big spot, I do it. That's kind of a rule that I have. Uh, Could Cal Notre Dame get goofy? Maybe. Notre Dame wearing the green jerseys, that's usually a bad sign. Notre Dame trying to avoid an 0-3 start since 2007. So yeah, I mean, there are some games. But next week, next week's a banger. 
Um, so hopefully we'll talk more about that next week uh, as we as we get into the gambling slate. All right, let's move on to the Brewers. Brewers, man, just keep grinding away. Uh, we talked about our disappointment as they were losing on Thursday. They ended, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, ended up losing. Uh, was unfortunate, and but then they had a nice Thursday, even though they were off. The Padres lost in a pretty lifeless game. The Phillies also lost, so the Brewers gained a gain, half game on both those. They also gained a half game on the Cardinals. Like I said, I think that part is over. That door is shut, but still a kid could dream. You never know. Maybe the Cardinals lose nine straight and they get bounced in the playoffs. That would be that would really be the ultimate dream um, if that were to happen. It won't, I, I guarantee you, which is okay. Uh, I understand that. But yes, I, I think this is setting up nicely for the Brewers, and the only challenge now is you have to beat the New York Yankees. And the Yankees are playing a little bit better baseball. They've kind of got out of their funk. And that's a bad sign for the Brewers. But they need to find a way to at least get a game. If not two, you have a big time series against the Mets as well. Uh, the following week, so you have really six, six tough games. This is the last really tough stretch of the season before it goes on easy street for the Brewers. Adrian Hauser, I feel like, has figured some stuff out. This will be a good test for the Yan- against the Yankees. Talking gambling, it's interesting that the Yankees are only a minus-130 favorite. Uh, it's partly due to them being a pretty shitty road team. They're only 37-34. and 34. Brewers are 39-27 and 27 at American Family Field. And I think Hauser has figured some stuff out. I think the, that line reflects that Adrian Hauser is a little bit better than what his ERA says, what his record says. Uh, so that's when I feel like you have to get. Montes also has been pretty brutal outside of Oakland Coliseum. Uh, he's figured out a little bit um, since, but that's an area of opportunity. Then you have Jamison Tyon, a former NL Central guy, against Brandon Woodruff on Saturday, which, again, I'll be at the house for. That's an awesome pitching matchup. That's, a, that's one that should be good. Tyon's been a little rough on the road, so maybe... There's an area of opportunity there. And then you have Garrett Cole against Jason Alexander. I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. Cole's on a heater. So I I see that as a scheduled loss. So that's why I feel like you win Friday, then you set yourself up. If you can win Saturday, then it's like the, J, the Garrett Cole thing's fucking house money. And then we'll see what happens with the Padres and the scrappy Diamondbacks. Like the Diamondbacks just do not go away. And the Brewers have a plan at the end of the year. They have a bunch of young guys up. Uh, Drew Jamison came up today and was fantastic. I actually had wagered on the Diamondbacks, kind of reading what they were saying about him. Like, the Diamondbacks are going to be good. I think I might have mentioned this a couple weeks ago when the Brewers lost to a bunch, but, like, they're going to be a good team. Like, they have Ryan Nelson, too, this young guy. Corbin Carroll. I think Jordan Lauer is still in the minor leagues. Like, they're they're good. Like, they're going to be they're going to be really strong here Maybe next year, if not the year after. But yeah, Diamondbacks are going to be a thing. Uh, so that helps us. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, who do the Phillies have this weekend? I think we talked about this on, yes, on the last podcast. So, oh, the Phillies have the Braves this weekend. Okay, here we go. So this this is a good week. I mean, this there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of meat here for the pa- or the Brewers to just sort of take take the bull by the horns. They want to take the bull by the horns. It starts this weekend. And I realize it's a tough series. And then I realize you have the Mets right after. You do avoid DeGrom. I was having like some fever dreams in the car because I was kind of prepping. 
And I was like, oh, man, they're going to have to play Cold and DeGrom on Monday night. They don't. DeGrom pitches Sunday, so they avoid DeGrom altogether, which is great. Um, that's exactly what you want if you're a Brewer fan. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it should be should be a fun weekend. Uh, we'll have a lot of Yankees fans, which will be okay. Um, again, it's all money back to the organization. We have X-Golf now. Uh, Paige Sporanic uh, throwing out the first pitch on Friday, a.k.a. a golf ambassador, but also Maxim's hottest woman this year. Um, I wish so. Talk about it. I mean, she's like one of one. She's probably like I called Sydney Sweetie this generation's Kate Upton. Um, and like admittedly, I was I kind of got sold on it. And I, I like talk. I think we talked about it on Chuck's Corner. And I'm like, you know what? It's Paige Baranek. Like Paige Baranek's the Kate Upton of this generation. Like let's let's just call a spade a spade, okay? Uh, just a gorgeous girl um, and really talented golfer as well. Um, so yeah, she's not the first pitch. Um, I I don't know. Maybe see her out this weekend. Maybe you know we try to get her as part. I don't think Jay Ken's working tonight. That's too bad um, to get Paige. Page on the ones and twos, I think, would have been a great opportunity there. But it's okay. You know, it happens. But we'll see. Um, so anyways, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Brewers. Oh, yeah. Before I wrap up, uh, we'll do a quick Chuck's Corner. Um, yeah, I'm a homeowner. Uh, bought a house. Um, I'm moving out to the Burbs. I'm doing my podcast in the basement. Uh, might be starting to do a live podcast with Mitch again. Uh, Mitch and I live like five minutes away now. Um, so that's cool. I'm really excited for that. Um, but what I'm not excited for is just the amount of projects, everything. Um, my father today was like, Hey, look, you gotta enjoy it. Like you can't do everything. Like, don't worry about it. That is like the polar opposite of what my wife thinks. She's like, we have to do everything because if once we move in, we're just going to not want to do things. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of true, but I don't know. I also, I also feel like a sense of pride. Like I want to make this place better. I want to make this place feel like my my home. And the person we bought it from, she's an old lady. And so it needs to be modernized. It needs to be brought into this generation. There's certain parts of it that are, uh, but it just needs a, a couple more, more than a couple. It, it needs some tweaks. And the basement's unfinished, which is cool. Gives you a canvas to sort of play around with and figure out what exactly you want to do. Uh, but at the same time, it's like I walked into a lot of basements that were finished and I loved them. Like I, I there's one house I really liked in New Berlin that had a full like had a little bit of a dry bar. It was cool. It had a fridge and it had a nice little TV set up. But at the end of the day, it was actually kind of small. And I think there's a little bit of a grass is always greener. And it was really far out. It was like 30, basically like 30 minutes. And the cool thing about where I live now is like, I'm still 20 minutes, 15 minutes from everything, right? I, I can't walk to a lot of things um, anymore. Like I just found out today that the Anytime Fitness by my house is closed uh, permanently, which is tough. And I couldn't walk there, I mean, but it would have been a five, five minute trip maybe, maybe a little more. Now I have a 10 minute trip out to Calhoun if I want to keep working out at any time. So that's interesting. It's disappointing to say the least, but it is what it is. And you know, we just we, you figure out what that how how that looks. Like, what do you have to do? I probably, unfortunately, have to figure out a way like a shower system and shower, you know, there and and everything like that. And you're just gonna have to make adjustments. And 
similarly with like disposable income and different opportunities and all sorts of other shit and i think i'm ready for it like i don't think i'm like scared of it i think the overwhelming thing is like all of the things that want to get done and like in reality i know they're not going to get done but i i have to like kind of live the lie a little bit i know that sounds bad but it's like i just know that just not everything's gonna get done and that's okay like i'm okay with that and the the nice thing i guess too is like winter's coming so it's like you can only do so much outside and yeah i really excited Uh, i'm looking forward to to seeing what develops from it um that whether it's you know i i really feel like next summer it will be rocking and rolling. I think the basement's going to be awesome for me from a content perspective where I just have the ability to film stuff, ability. I'll probably, I'll actually probably ask for a ring light for Christmas. I'm not going to lie. Um, now that I have more space and more room to operate, I think we'll probably, we'll probably level up the reviews and everything else. But yeah, I'm stoked. Um, so I look forward to that. Somebody said we should do like a tabbing the keg sleepover there. And then also like a, barstool yak style podcast first of all if we did a podcast with a bunch of my friends after 10 o'clock at night that podcast could never see the light of day because people get fired um it would be it'd be brutal so we we, that that's like we joked about this when we do do summer jam and stuff like that which we didn't do this year shockingly um we would have like a patreon and that would be those would be like Patreon segments. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to be in the Burbs. Um, I think it's about time. And yeah, looking forward to it. I'll miss I'll miss Milwaukee. I really will. Um, I'll miss the ability to walk to Brady Street. I'll miss the ability to dial up chopsticks whenever I want. Granted, I haven't done that in a long time. But still, it, the, the fact that the door was always open uh, was always a nice comforting thing. In the, in the grand scheme of things. All right, that does it. I've rambled long enough. Have yourself a great weekend. Back Monday, we'll talk Packers. We'll talk Badgers. We'll talk Brewers. Um, maybe, you know, some thoughts from AmFam. Getting to watch Aaron Judge. I'll be the, I'll be close, so I'll actually see Aaron Judge in person. Uh, well, not in person, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I'll see Aaron Judge up front. So, yeah, it should be, should be a fun weekend. Um, and have a good one. Stay safe. And we'll talk Monday. See you guys. Bye.